0: You Found It, the show where you can be the listener and the guest, and it starts right now.
1: Welcome to You Are The Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun, and it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady.
0: Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa. I'm your host, Bill Grady, and we've got a great show for you today. Here's how it works. Once a week, I talk to two people from across America and find out their opinions about the issues of the day and how it affects their everyday lives. Then we also have some fun with a word association game called Celebrity Square Root. And then we turn the tables with Ask Bill 3. That's where the guests get to ask me three questions about anything that they want to. Before we get started, I'd like to share with you how I came up with the idea for You Are the Guest. I believe that everybody has a story to tell. And some of the most fascinating conversations I've had have been with people that I've sat next to on an airplane, or somebody I've met just waiting in line, waiting for something to happen. And I'm one of those people that have always been able to start a conversation with just about anybody. So this is my way of sharing those type of conversations with you. I also want you to be a participant in the show and share your views, your opinions on how you feel things are going around the country, around the world, and maybe even in your community. So all you have to do to be a guest is go to our website, At www.youretheguest.com, click on Be a Guest and follow all those details and we'll consider you as a guest for a future show. But right now, let's go ahead and get started with our very first show. And our first guest today is from Maple Grove, Minnesota. On the line is Steve. Steve, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent hot weather up there today or kind of a little bit cooler or it
2: was just like a night and day difference it was cool and breezy it uh probably didn't get past the middle 70s after yesterday being almost 100 so it was great
0: how's the rainfall been up there
2: bad it's been dry a lot of parched grass so uh and sprinkling bands in some areas so not much people can do about it but uh, we we haven't had that problem here but some areas really have so we've had a hot stretch. In fact, they said that uh, they've had the longest stretch of 90 plus degree days um, in this area than they've had uh, since they've been keeping track of temperatures. So that goes back into the 1800s. So it's been hot.
0: A good old-fashioned hot summer.
2: Yeah, air conditioners have been working overtime.
0: So what are gas prices like up there in, in Maple Grove?
2: Uh, gas prices here um, range anywhere from about 215 to two forty. For regular unleaded and the higher grade they're even higher than
0: that have you seen any drops recently or have they just been all going up
2: uh no it kind of uh it kind of goes up and down we've kind of taken to uh an approach where we kind of dollar cost average our gasoline when we see the gas prices when they've dipped down to sometimes they'll dip down to like 210 or something then we'll fill up the tank and if they're up at 235, we'll just put in just a few gallons at a time and just make more trips to the gas station when we go by waiting for that next dip because it does dip down, but it doesn't stay down very
0: long. So are you commuting back and forth?
2: Uh, yep, commute back and forth. My um, drive into uh, to work work's probably about a half hour a day.
0: And what are other people saying at, at your work and around the neighborhood about the gas prices? I mean, you know, are they... They accepting the costs, or are they cutting back in some way, shape, or form?
2: Uh, It's hurting a lot of people. I mean, I think I hear more from just uh, you know the business that I'm in. I hear about a lot of different consumer behavior, and I think that you know people that are working hourly jobs or having lower income, it's really, really impacting. They're not uh, spending on whatever luxuries they've had uh, money to spend on, and you know a lot more money is going to gas. Uh, You know, fill up a tank, and some cars is going to be forty, fifty dollars. You know, just to fill up that tank.
0: So, what do you think they're cutting back on?
2: Um, entertainment. Um, you know, movies. I think uh, probably seeing maybe a little bit less. Uh, you know, less money being spent on. Um, uh, you know, luxuries like you know new things for the house. Uh, you know, or maybe people are cutting back on how much food they're uh, food they're buying depending on you know, their income and so on. I know. I think it's a, affected a lot of travel. I think actually in some ways it's cause people to high buy, buy more gas because people are traveling and staying in the area you know you know uh, you know a car trip type vacations as opposed to flying uh, from one place to another
0: so there are people are cutting back and, and there are businesses that are going to see really the pinch you know come at the end of the year
2: oh yeah um, I recall reading that uh, Walmart uh, you know since a lot of their bread and butter customer is a little bit more lower income that they're hurting significantly. Uh, because of these gas prices Uh, you know those people just don't have as much money to be able to go out and spend you know even just for necessities uh, let alone luxuries so it is hurting people
0: and it will be interesting to see how back to school business does as well because you know back to school starts earlier and earlier each year and we're just really a couple weeks from that whole season kicking off so we'll see what the retailers are saying a little bit later on as far as you know how much they're they're being hurt by a back-to-school or, or, or whatever, so it's, it's going to...
2: Speaking of Walmart, we had our first back-to-school advertising uh, July 10th, uh, which is, in this area, well over a month and a half away from the official start of school.
0: So... Well, one day it'll start as soon as May, you know, before the kids get out. <laughs> be, be thinking about next year.
2: I know. Well, they did pass a law in this state uh, where now they're not going to let uh, schools start until after Labor Day. Uh, they had a lot of problems when some uh, schools got the bright idea to start early and then uh, labor day the resorts and uh you know a lot of uh, businesses didn't have any employees to work uh for that last holiday weekend of the summer because they were all back in school so uh, our brilliant lawmakers passed a law saying you can't start school till after the holiday's done so
0: uh, interesting any other any other unusual minnesota laws that
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's a tax for everything. We we, we just uh, passed another tax on cigarettes. Speaking of, uh, you know, gas prices having effect on things, I'm sure it's affected how much people have to spend on, on cigarettes as well. But we passed another tax on cigarettes, so that, that's been a big debate. Our governor didn't want to call it a tax. He wanted to call it a fee. And the reason why he wanted to call it a fee is because when he ran for governor, he promised he wasn't going to raise taxes. Uh, <laughs> he didn't mention he wanted to raise fees, so, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> The battle of semantics, he won.
0: Yeah, I was just about to ask you, how do you think the governor is doing? By the way, who is the Minnesota governor? Tim
2: Pawlenty is our governor. Uh, you know, Jesse Ventura is a hard act to follow. <laughs> um, you know, I voted for Jesse at the time. At the end, I was mad that I voted for him, but in the beginning, I thought it was a good idea. Um, I think Pawlenty doing an okay job. You know, I think that, uh, you know... He has, I think he has tried to cut back on how much the government is spending, but you know it's not easy because the price of everything continues to go up, so it's hard not to keep raising, you know, raising taxes. But I think he's doing okay. No, nothing spectacular. The biggest thing that one of the big things that are going through uh, the legislature and through the state uh, government is: um, are they going to get stadiums built for the pro teams? Every every team, even the university, they all want a new facility. Uh, the Minnesota Twins want a baseball stadium, and the Vikings want football, and the university wants a new football stadium. So, uh, And they all want public money to pay for portions of it. So
0: so how do you feel about that?
2: Um, well, you know, it depends, it depends on the sport that I like. To me, baseball, I'm a fair-weather fan uh, to a degree. You know, it was exciting when the Twins won World Series championships, but I would have traded both of those for a, a Super Bowl by the Vikings. Um, I'd much rather see a Vikings stadium be built uh, you know in the university you know they you know they're an institution that's partly funded by the by the state so you know they're going to get something somewhere to get a stadium and they because they're already kind of on the, the government's payroll but um, you know as far as the twins go you know if they, if they left I wouldn't be crushed just because it's not uh, it's just not a sport that I wouldn't want to watch as much so but I I, I sense though that everybody's going to get uh They've come up with, with some different ways of financing these things now where they basically work it through the county and can kind, of, kind of bypass the state as far as getting funds. Um, so I think that that's going to help. And Part of the problem is just trying to get it through getting the, the state government to agree that the state should pay for a resource that mainly is enjoyed by people in the metropolitan area. So that's where a lot of the resistance has been. I don't think anyone doesn't want the twins or the vikings to have a new stadium it's just who's going to pay for it and how much benefit will the people in brainerd or you know duluth minnesota get having to pay money for a stadium that's down in minneapolis
0: i think they should raise more sports fees
2: (laughs) that's right well the guy that bought the vikings recently he's a real estate developer so i mean he he knows how to to you know leverage and get capital and and how to make uh, you know make a real estate venture work. He's talking about putting an entertainment complex out there. I'm sure that the new Viking Stadium will have restaurants and you know places to go be entertained. Where when you go out there, you're going to spend maybe a whole day out there to do
0: things. So uh, you've got a couple of kids. Yep, couple of kids. Uh, are any of them uh, into the Harry Potter book that just came out?
2: Oh yeah, Harry Potter is alive and well in our house. Um, we. You know, we haven't, we haven't ever, we haven't purchased any of the books. Our public library system is just phenomenal, and uh, when these books come out, they get several hundred copies uh, out that you can take out and borrow. So that's kind of the route that we've gone, although we didn't get in on the list early enough to make it for the first wave. So we've only caught little bits and snippets of what happens uh, in, in the book, and we're anxious to, uh, to be able to get our hands on a, on a copy of that book we you know we've actually listened to and i don't know uh, you know if you've ever listened to any books on tape before but uh, there's a there's an actor his name is Jim Dale and he has done the, the books on tape or now they do them on CDs now uh, of all the Harry Potter uh, books and the guy's phenomenal he he has to do several hundred different voices he says it's, it's like a one man play and he does the whole book for you you know he does the girls the men women children all of the voices and he's just awesome it's uh, it's really fun to listen to and he he just uh, just captivates you and really gets your imagination working when you listen to him uh, do the reading so if uh, someone is maybe not as much inspired to read the book if they have time in the car and commuting uh, listening to it on CD is awesome
0: and especially you know as people look at books for for kids and saying well they're not reading as much it really shows that if they get interested in something, they will take the time to do so.
2: Oh yeah, no, our kids have read uh, a couple of the early. We've listened to them. We've read them. We we've, we've read them like at bedtime sometimes too. We'll try to read like a chapter or two a night uh, when we've had the, the book version. But uh, you know, it, it's exciting to see kids uh, you know excited about reading. I think in the game, in the world of electronics and. And uh, you know all the other diversions that uh, you know the kids have nowadays as far as entertainment. And you know here you got kids lined up at midnight on a Friday night, uh, kissing the boxes of the of the books as they get brought out, getting ready to be opened. I mean, you know, who would have ever thought that a kid would kiss a crate full of books uh, in excitement that they'd be able to buy it? They were saying on the Today Show that uh, they were going to sell 50,000 copies an hour for the first 24 hours. And that was significant because apparently most books in existence don't sell that many books, fifty thousand in their entire span in print, uh, let alone selling fifty thousand in an hour for a whole day straight. So
0: Just amazing.
2: Yeah, you know it is. You know, it just in in the whole J. K. Rowling thing, she was on food stamps and was you know, was broke and had this idea and just you know, it just shows how somebody can just take an idea and, and weave it and build on it and look it's turned into a multi million Probably you know, probably a billion before it's all done. Enterprise with all the merchandise and the films and the books and all of that. So, yeah, it's it's pretty special and the story is, is great. I I can't wait to get my hands on that next uh, the next edition.
0: Have you taken the kids to any movies this summer? Uh,
2: what have we seen as far as movies? I think that uh, the last movie that we saw was um, I know that uh, this, the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the next one they want to see. Uh, I'm trying to think of the last one that we'd seen. So I guess the answer to that question is no. I know that we have, but they're just not popping up to mind, so it couldn't have been terribly memorable.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about one top story of the day, which has been about Carl Rowe. Have you heard much about that? Have people been kicking that around at work at all?
2: No, they haven't been kicking it around very much at all, actually, and uh, I, uh, I don't have a whole lot of opinion on it one way or another.
0: So, in other words, the media is going to be talking about this probably for the next week, and nobody else is really talking about it. Seems to be. So what do you think people would rather hear about other than uh, the latest picker in Washington?
2: Well, I think that, uh, you know, with the bombing that occurred in London, I mean, I I still get a feel that there's a lot of people that have concerns over, you know, just how safe things are and, uh, you know, wondering you know, this is, you know, this kind of thing could happen if they have that kind of commuter, you know, the the kind of mass transit that they have in London. I mean, Minneapolis doesn't have that level of mass transit, but there's a lot of cities that do, you know. Obviously, over on the East Coast, there's a lot of people who rely on fairly, you know, on fairly long train rides to get from one place to another, and a lot of them going underground like they have over in London, so... Uh, I think safety still is a pretty big issue
0: No oh, absolutely absolutely. Well let's go ahead and, and and wrap this up and let's let's play celebrity square root. Now let me tell you a little bit how celebrity square root works is it's just a word association game. there's no there is a right answer but there's a, always a better answer out there. So today's category is going to be music okay What's the square root of the Rolling Stones?
2: Square root of the Rolling Stones, I would say, do I have to answer this like on Jeopardy, like in the form of a question?
0: Uh, however you'd like.
2: <laughs> I would say the square root of the Rolling Stones would be, who is, uh, Muddy Waters.
0: Not quite. Uh, at this <laughs> At this part of their career, it's George Burns.
2: George Burns, ah, ah yeah.
0: I, I think they're going to be playing Carnegie Hall when Mick is 90.
2: <laughs> Talk about losing a deal with the devil.
0: That's right.
2: <laughs> I want to stop it, but I can't.
0: <laughs> okay, square root of Millie Vanilli.
2: <laughs> um, what, is, uh, what is Britney Spears?
0: No, the Banana Splits. I'm pretty sure they didn't sing their own music either. And finally...
2: Never heard of them. See, I'm, tra- I'm tragically unhip, so... What, Banana
0: Splits? <laughs> you don't remember the Banana Splits? I guess not. Oh, that was like this big TV show with these singing stuff, guys in uniforms.
2: Like Bugaloo era. Yes. yes. Oh, now it's bringing back bad 70s memories.
0: That's right. It was like right after H&R, H H.R. Puffin stuff.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I now I do vaguely remember that. That was the Crofts.
0: Exactly.
2: And Marty Croft.
0: Exactly. So I'm right. I'm I'm hoping somebody else gets that joke. <laughs> and finally, American Idol. Square root of American Idol.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. George Bush.
0: No, Arthur Godfrey's talent scouts. It's a huge, huge. TV show back in the 50s. All, all all this is is just kind of regurgitation of, of what's already been on TV sometime before. So
2: I need to work on the concept of the question.
0: Yeah, I, and, and so do I, surprisingly enough. <laughs> so now we're going to turn the tables and play Ask Bill 3. This is where you get to ask me three questions about anything. It could be something that we've already talked about, advice and opinion, uh, trivia, whatever you want it to be. So you and I have not preview these questions so fire away
2: all right what is your favorite brand of beer and why
0: favorite brand of beer is Coors Light and I think it goes back to probably as a, as a young adult that when it when it first came out it was a big deal because Coors just came out with just just regular and then it came out to Coors Light and for me, it it just tastes a little bit better.
2: Next question: um, We have the Minnesota Wild hockey team up here in Minnesota, and the NHL allegedly is going to be back. Uh, they signed an agreement with the players. Will the fans come back to watch all the teams?
0: I think the fans will come back, but I don't know if they'll come back right away. Uh, you know, hockey is is is. A sport that has a, a close following, you know, it's small, but it, it is it is uh, almost like a cult. You know, people follow it, and and the people that are into it really get into it. So I, I think they'll come back. The thing with with hockey is that they'll need to get all of their stars back, and once they start doing that, and uh, after a few games go by, I think I think they'll they'll start coming back. the The problem is is, is, is or not the problem, but uh, I think the shame of it is that they could have ended it a lot earlier. And whenever somebody owns the keys to the business, they're always going to win. So the, the players really didn't have you know that, that big of a chance of getting exactly everything that they wanted.
2: Okay, good answer. All right, and since we're from the land of 10,000 lakes, we have a mosquito question for you. True or false, only the female mosquito bites humans?
0: That is true.
2: Ding, ding, you are correct. Only the female bites.
0: Because they need that for the eggs.
2: That's right. And the males feed off of something in flowers.
0: I did not know that.
2: Fascinating. Something to help put you to sleep at night.
0: Yeah, here, here I thought it was Coors Light. They, <laughs> they fed off of. Steve, thank you very much for being our guest. And uh, well, I hear that we're going to have your uh, better half on for our second part of the show.
2: You're correct.
0: Are you scared about any answers?
2: Um, Well, I'll I'll sit by and and try to listen to parts of it and see how afraid I should be.
0: (laughs) Okay. Steve, thank you so much for being our guest. Steve from Maple Grove, Minnesota, our first guest on You Are the Guest.
1: If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest And you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show.
0: Interesting comments from Steve. Steve thinks that people are feeling the crunch from the gas prices. He'd be willing to support a new stadium for the Vikings, especially if they could win a Super Bowl. And the number one national concern of him and his neighbors and co-workers seems to be that of terrorism. We'd like to thank the folks from Unique Tracks for supplying the music that we have here today. You can find out more about the music that they provide at www.uniquetracks.com. Let's continue our program with our next guest. It is Diane from Maple Grove, Minnesota. Diane, how are you? I'm fine, Bill. How are you? I'm excellent. Good. So can you tell a little bit about yourself uh, as far as what you do for a living and a little bit about Maple Grove, Minnesota?
3: Well, um, I started my own uh, copywriting business uh, a couple years ago now, um, out of the home. So um, I am working with local businesses primarily um, on their marketing communications. Could be, you know, anything printer, audiovisual they would do to uh, promote their business to their primary customers. So um, having a lot of fun with that. Work am um, pretty involved with our local chamber of commerce here. It's called the North Hennepin Area Chamber that serves um, four primary communities up in the north, northern corner of um, the Twin Cities area. And I'm president of a networking group through the chamber, so um, working with some, some other small businesses that are chamber members and trying to help each other um, grow our businesses, which has been a real exciting experience for me. So, and we have a uh, um, home in Maple Grove, uh, two kids. Uh, and we've lived here for about three years. We actually built three homes, <laughs> so um, we're done.'t <laughs> planning to build anymore but um had to build you know three times to get to find the area and uh, build the type of home that we wanted to live in long term so
0: mo most of the time when people build homes they they pretty well pledge in blood that they'll never do it again <laughs> that's what i hear and but you you decided well. Let's do it two more times.
3: Oh well, we weren't planning. We did it the first time because we we built in a community that it was a good starter home community, where you build you know build more house for for the money in terms of you know lower property taxes and you know good good starter home type community, and then kind of saved up over several years to try to, to build you know what you call the, the dream home, <laughs> um, and it actually took seven years to to build up our resources and plans. And uh, build a custom home in a community uh, in Plymouth, and then um, short time after we moved in there, hadn't even thought of the fact that there might not be other kids nearby. But that's actually what happened. The new neighborhood filled in around us, and it was empty nesters or you know young couples that had not had any children yet. So we were finding you know there's no one for our kids to play with. <laughs> we were kind of amazed that um, people would build this nice big house and have in in Minnesota with all the snow care, snow snow removal, and lawn care, and um, and want to retire there. We thought, you know, kind of never entered your mind. So that's why we ended up building a third time, and we found a kid filled neighborhood, and um, that's worked out real well.
0: So everybody's happy right now.
3: Yes, everybody's happy now. Yes,
0: that's good. So so tell me about working out of the home because uh, you know there are a lot of people that have have made the jump. There are a lot of people that really want to do it so what kind of advice could you give to somebody that is thinking about working out of the house
3: be ready psychologically for it (laughs) and I really I had planned I had um, I was with an employer I have 20 years of experience but I was with the same employer for the last 10 of those years and about five six years into that job I was realizing this really is not what I want to do the rest of my life so I took a long time to kind of you know self analysis and discovery and determining you know what are my greatest strengths and what would I really be good at and enjoy and um, what I want what would I want to do as a long term you know solo enterprise and and chose the marketing writing as as that that chosen direction and what I did was um, read a lot of you know read about other people who have who have done this and listened to a lot of audio programs and things. And I really think I prepared myself psychologically so that when the time came, you know, after the next, uh, a few years later when I finally did leave, I was like already there. <laughs> I was already psychologically prepared, I think, and I just, just love it. Um, the freedom I actually find when I come into my office and close the door, it, I'm in business mode just like I was in my office. And um, it really helped to, you know, prepare yourself psychologically, I think, to to make that switch. And um, I had kind of gone over it so many times in my mind that it was just, that's, it was I was already there by the time I made the, made the leap myself.
0: So any big surprises? I mean, did you discover some things that, oh, this is different than what I thought it was going to be? Uh,
3: No, I think I had, I had thought through so much, Um, I guess maybe, maybe the only thing in in terms of um, maybe what I wasn't expecting or ready for, or, or kind of discovered after going into it, is um, how long it might take to make make contacts with people locally and and do the networking that you need to do it in order to you know make a name for yourself and, and generate contacts with people. And I mean, you can go to some events and and chit chat with people a few times, but You really need to have repeated exposure to people before they really trust and start to you know kind of allow you in and allow you to start doing some work with them. So it probably took longer than than I'd had hoped it might to get established. Um, So that's been that's been maybe it's not a challenge, but it's been. I mean, it takes a lot of work to to make those contacts and to get to get yourself established. So,
0: but at one time you were commuting. Back and forth to work, right? Yes. So, so what kind of problems would the high gas prices cause you if, if oh boy. both you and Steve were going back and forth?
3: <laughs> yeah, we we actually because it's been about almost two years now. So those those prices started to to head up. You know, before I had left, and I'm I was driving from uh, Maple Grove to St. Paul every day, which is about you know 50 minutes, you know, to an hour depending upon how the traffic goes. We ended up switching vehicles, and I was driving the more economy vehicle that we have um, because of those gas prices. So, because his drive was shorter than mine, <laughs> so we had already tried to, you know, take some of those steps to try to, you know, keep the expenses down for the family um, before I had left. But boy, I'm so glad I'm not making that long commute now because it would it, we would be spending. It'd almost feel like it was another you know mortgage payment (laughs) just to fill the car up to get back and forth to work so yeah it's it that would make a big difference and we're really glad we made that change and that i can just commute down the stairs now
0: now have you seen a lot of prices going up in in you know the stores where you've been to like grocery stores and that um or not yet
3: not significantly no uh mostly those gas prices which is just kind of you know roller coaster all over the place but um, not so much, you know, in the, the day-to-day expenses that we have. They, they seem to be, you know,
2: stay, kept pretty
0: steady. So as you're working at home, does that mean that you get a chance to stay up on the news a little bit better or, or, or not as much or about the same as, as when you worked before?
3: <laughs> not as much, actually. I, I read the paper every morning and I'm, I start with the business section. I always read business and metro sections and, um get the prime, my primary news there, and I find I don't seem to watch, watch the TV news as much, and I'm not commuting, so I would listen to the radio uh, in the car, so I'm not doing that as much either, so I'm finding I'm not getting as much business news as I probably had been before, so I probably need to get more sus- subscribe to business publications or you know, go online a little more actively.
0: So, what do you think in, in in for the people that you deal with and the people that you talk with? What seems to be the big topic of conversation when when they talk about current events going on in the world or across America?
3: Uh, it seems the terrorism that seems to be. You know, we uh, we had the, the you know, recent legislative session, so so people are talking about. You know, what do you think will pass or not, or what do you think will will have to hold off, what wishes will be held off until the next session begins. And uh, on a more global perspective, it's the terrorism issues, especially with the recent London bombings and things. And that <laughs> brings it back in the forefront with people. And um, the war, that seems to be on people's minds a lot. So those are the primary
0: topics. And what are they sharing with you about that? Do do they think that we are safe or safer or not safe enough? Do they want the war to continue? Do they think we shouldn't have got into it? Do they think that um you know, we should get out now? What are they telling you?
3: Um they'd like to see it end. You know, um probably not so much, you know, disagreement on whether we should have should have gotten into it or not, but you know how can we now bring this to closure? <laughs> how can we get, get out of there now and, and, you know, get on with things? Uh, it's the feeling that it's, it's dragged on so long and what's the plan? You know, what, you know, how are we going to resolve this now at this point? And it almost feels like it's, it's never-ending, <laughs> you know. Um, those are the kinds of comments I hear.
0: So, so what are the kids saying about the war? Because I grew up in the Vietnam era, and I just remember every time coming home from from school, it would be on TV, and it was almost like you know just part of your life. So it is right. So what what uh, what have you told your kids about it?
3: You know, we haven't brought that. We haven't talked about the war that much. I
0: I've,
3: when we've had, we haven't talked about it that much. I guess.
0: So right now, the the kids aren't really noticing, it or they're not asking any questions about it.
3: Well, no, they're not asking questions now, and it's it's summer. <laughs> so there's, you know, the, the primary interest is is friends and activities that are real close to home and things. So yeah, there isn't a lot of awareness of what's going on outside the immediate immediate neighborhood or house. You know, we find.
0: So what are the kids doing? I mean, what what things do they like to do, and how does that differ from when you were a kid?
3: um Well, it's interesting. They they're around the house. They're around. They seem to. Stay Stay around here much more than when I was a kid. I was all over the neighborhood, and you know, riding bikes and staying out, you know, till dark. And um, it seems that there's a lot more um, staying close to home. That seems to be just natural. Uh, and they, you know, call friends, and they either go over to their house or come over to our house, and um, they don't seem to venture very far out. Uh, which is, you know, I would just remember being gone all day and coming home at dinner, <laughs> you know, and then going out after dinner and play some more and then coming home when, I, when parents said it's curfew time. So I find that, uh, you know, they're they're staying around home much closer, and, of course, there's a lot more, um, you know, TV and video and, and things, electronics and things that they can do in the house that seems to take up their interest and and keep them keep them close to home a little more
0: there was a recent story about a video game maker that uh, had put some really bad stuff in a video game um, if you had discovered that for for your kids is playing video games how would you have felt about that
2: oh
3: I'm I hadn't heard about that when I would be very upset if I'd heard or seen them um, get a game like that and discovered that there was inappropriate content in it. Uh, I'd be very, very unhappy about that. We, you know, we, we keep a pretty close uh, control over which types of, of um, games and things that they do purchase in the, or that they play either here or at their friends' houses. Um, it seems like even the, the other parents and stuff that we associate with are uh, pretty cautious about that as well. So. Haven't haven't come across it, and I hadn't heard that myself.
0: So at this time, let's go ahead and and throw it back over to you for Ask Bill 3. This is where you can ask me three questions about anything you want, whether it's advice, opinion, uh, trivia, whatever it is. And, of course, we haven't previewed the questions, so I have no idea what's coming down.
3: Okay. Um, You are a business owner. Correct. And I'd be curious to know what you have considered to be the best source of networking for new business for
0: you well the best source for for networking for me has always been emails and just getting on the phone and calling people mm-hmm. uh through through my years in the broadcasting business i was able to meet a lot of people through being with uh, uh the iowa broadcasters with with being uh at, at a lot of the uh national conventions in that and also i was i was associated with uh, an, an owner and a person that had a lot of contacts too. So he introduced me to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so much of the time it is from working out of the, the home, it is just, you know, getting on the phone and calling them. And so um, so that has been my biggest source of networking.
3: And how frequently do you try to keep in touch with a given contact?
0: I put it in my, uh, I have a schedule my Palm Pilot, and uh, it'll go anywhere from, you know, every two weeks to once a month. But uh, usually if, if I can give them a contact at least once a month, um, that seems to work pretty well for me.
3: Okay. Good, good. Um, my other question is, um, you live in a smaller town in Iowa. Are people in your community concerned about terrorism locally, or do they feel that possibility is pretty remote?
0: I think that they're, as a whole, uh, concerned about it because they go to other places they're they're really not concerned that uh you know the the local gas station on the corner is going to be bombed by terrorists however they're concerned about uh, family they're concerned about kids and that that travel to other areas they're concerned about their own safety um and, and even the inconvenience that they get when they're they're traveling especially through airports and that so you know it's 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 an indirect type of concern where they're not saying we're really concerned that, you know, our streets are going to be bombed. But it's like, what if I get caught in it if I'm taking a trip to Washington, D.C.? Yeah.
3: Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, my last question was, um, you know, Harry Potter is just huge. <laughs> uh, I know pretty much everywhere. But did people in your community stay up for the uh, release parties locally? Uh,
0: not that I know. Here's, here's my only connection with, with the Harry Potter is that on Sunday I was at Walmart and I was picking up a, a couple of things that I needed and I just noticed that they just had piles of books in in the aisles. Oh. And, and, you know, so it wasn't like the, the display was out and everybody was out. I mean, there were just, you know, lots of books. So it almost gave me the impression that nobody was really buying those books.
3: Really? Have you read any of them?
0: I have not personally read any of them, but I I love creative writing, and I think that anything that brings kids into reading more is wonderful. Excellent, yes. Well, Diane, thank you very much for being our guest. Uh, I appreciate your opinions. I've enjoyed the conversation. And uh, once again, thank you. That concludes our show for this week. I want to thank Steve and Diane from Maple Grove, Minnesota, for being on our show today. If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest, and then we'll contact you if you're chosen for a future show. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, this is Bill Grady saying thanks for listening and maybe I'll be talking to you on the next edition of You Are the Guest.